Welcome to the Fast Forward Business Podcast. Today is the 15th of March 2021 and I am Justin Spencer Young. For many years I have been doing business simulations and on the surface a business simulation sounds to most people like it's a game. We're playing the game of business and to some degree that's true. However I think it's a lot more than that because the business simulation I use runs on a piece of software that is the, call it the background, that contains the elements of business. And generally what happens is the participants are put into teams and those teams compete against each other for market share. And ultimately what they're trying to do is to build a business that is efficient, profitable, has long-term sustainable aspects to it around the ability to produce product, compete in a market and hopefully overcome the risks and challenges that are faced by a business in its day-to-day operations. The teams are put together such that there is ideally a mix of capabilities in the teams and the participants are encouraged to take on a role or responsibility within the team that is outside of their comfort zone. So for example, we would say to the finance folks or the accountants, don't manage the finances, perhaps go and do something that is in operations or in marketing or in HR. To experience something else in the business that is not part of your regular work. Now my bias when I do a business simulation is to focus quite heavily on the financial performance and how the businesses create financial stability and create value for their shareholders. But I think another component to the simulation that is equally as important as the finance is that of the leadership. Because ultimately these teams, a group of five or six people, have to lead each other. And I encourage the individuals and the teams to take a look at themselves and think about a leadership quality that they want to work on while they are participating in the simulation. That might be something like wanting to be a better listener or a better communicator. Someone who might be an introvert, encourage them to step forward and communicate and participate more readily. So it's drawing people out of their comfort zones, sharing with others in the team what they want to try and do so that they can get feedback from others about how they practice their leadership. I share with them some frameworks that might help them in how they think about their leadership. And one of the frameworks that I share with them is comes from a Harvard Business Review called The Seven Transformations of Leadership. This article was written by David Rourke and William R. Torbett. In particular, this article comes from the April 2005 publication of the Harvard Business Review. And I'm going to read to you the first paragraph of this article, just to give you some context. And then I'm going to share with you what I think is the meaty part of how we might challenge ourselves and look at our leadership. So here we go. I'm going to read to you the first paragraph of the seven transformations of leadership. 
Most developmental psychologists agree that what differentiates leaders is not so much their philosophy of leadership or their personality or their style of management. Rather, it is their internal action logic, which is how they interpret their surroundings and how they react when their power or safety is being challenged. That's important. How leaders react when their power or safety is being challenged. Relatively few leaders, however, try to understand their action logic, and fewer still have explored the possibility of changing their action logic. All right, so this talks to the subject of what David Rourke and William Talbot refer to as leader maturity. And their suggestion is that leaders go through phases of maturity in their life as obviously they get older, but as they experience different things. And they talk through in the article these different types of leadership. I'm going to share with you a list of questions that was developed in collaboration with a psychologist called Susan Cook Grautier. And these questions are not so much questions as they are sentence completions. There's a list of 36 of them. And I'm going to share with you one or two that come from the list. I'm going to start at the top. And the very first sentence completion is raising a family dot dot dot. That question would be answered, obviously, in a million different ways, depending on who's answering it. But think about someone who hasn't had a family yet versus someone who has had the experience of watching a child grow and mature through their education, perhaps even going on to some tertiary education and on to life. Those experiences are so different and that would affect one's maturity around their leadership. How about this one, number two? When I am criticized, dot, dot, dot. I find it very interesting watching people, especially when they are presenting their ideas or their thoughts or their performance. And if someone pushes back and criticizes them, I find it intriguing to see how they respond. Is someone defensive or are they open to hearing the criticism? And are they aware of how they are responding? You see, in the moment of criticism, that is a point of when you are being challenged in terms of your power and your safety. And it turns out, according to the article by David Rourke and William Talbot, that in these moments of being under pressure is we default back to a lower level of leader maturity because we are unaware of how we are showing up and we don't have the maturity level to be able to temper our thoughts and our minds when under pressure. And you develop that through your maturity. I digress. Back to the list. Another question. I'm going on to question three. A true friend. So that requires someone to examine what friendship means to them. And just recently, I listened to a piece written by David White, a 300-word piece on friendship. And wow, as I listened to that, it really challenged me to think about how I see people through the eye of friendship. And it's very different to the way I answered this question when I first did it in 2017. And that leads me to what I think 
is the real benefit of leader maturity and going through the 36 questions and answering them for yourself is because when you come back to this in a year's time or five years time and look at how you answered the questions and then think about how would you answer them with the benefit of maturity and experience, you will answer them differently. And you'll be able to see how your thinking and maturity has changed over time. But here's the biggest challenge. Back to what the first paragraph of the article says. Relatively few leaders try to understand their own action logic and fewer still have explored the possibility of changing it. Because this is difficult to do, it is fearful to be able to look in the mirror and examine very closely how you show up as a leader. So that's my challenge to you today. Take the 36 questions of sentence completion. Follow the link below this. Go and get the questions. Spend a bit of time going through it. And I hope that when I see you again on the far post, you have challenged yourself in your leader maturity.